0: Thanks for listening. The following is an audio presentation from High Country Christian Church. For more information, please visit www.highcountrychristian.com. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of High Country Christian Church Virtual Church. We're so glad to be back with you again. Thank you for inviting us into your homes and for celebrating Jesus with us virtually. As Brianne said at the top of the broadcast, we wish that we could uh, see you. We can't wait to hug your neck and to see you in, in person, face to face, and just to celebrate being alive and being together and serving Jesus again with you. Uh, I'm joined again by my dear friend, Sean O'Loughlin. Thanks for having me back. Yes, must, must have done something right the first you time. You did, you did. It you was went. all those
1: absolutely's, wasn't it? It
0: was, tons of absolutely's and lots of amen bros well, and all that. You well, know? it's
1: absolutely great to be back.
0: <laughs> it's good to be back with you. We're going to have a really good time this morning. Before we jump into the Word, I want to share with you and uh, a reminder uh, about our giving. Uh, we're excited to continue to be able to give and sow. Um, We haven't changed anything that we're doing as a church regarding our tithing and our offering. We're still believing God and trusting God together for his increase in everything that we do. And your gifts and your offerings have have really been making a difference in people's lives. We've been able to bless people here in our community and beyond. And so I think that's the way the kingdom operates. And so we're really excited. I want to share scripture with you along those lines. It comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, mm-hmm. verse 8, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, and God will generously provide all that you need, and then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Amen. What an amazing promise. You know, the word that jumped out to me with that verse is the word always. Mm no matter what changes we go through no matter what our economy does or doesn't do god's promise remains exactly the same Amen. and this word says here that he will always that excuse me that we will always have everything we need and plenty left over for generosity So I want to encourage you to to tithe and to continue to sow. Uh, My wife and I have been doing that. We haven't altered our course at all. And I want to encourage you to do the same. You'll see God richly bless and and cause abundance to come to you so that we can be a blessing to our community and to the world around us. Amen. Amen. God's God's promises are sure. Yes. Amen.
1: They haven't changed just because our circumstances have changed.
0: That's exactly right. Will you pray over the offering Sean?
1: Absolutely. Let's pray together. (laughs) Heavenly Father... I thank you today for the gift and the giver. Father, I thank you that your word is sure, that it is true, that it has stood the test of time, Mm -hmm. that it is quick and powerful, Father. I thank you that Mm -hmm. your words do not return to you void. That's right. I thank you, Father, that as we sow, as we tithe, as we give of ourselves this morning, we just trust you with our finances, Father. Mm -hmm. We trust you with our families, with our jobs, Mm -hmm. with everything that's happening right now as a nation. We look to you, Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Thank you for blessing us abundantly, Father. Thank you that you always provide for us when Mm. we are faithful to you. And Father, now we just thank you for this time to open the word and share together. I thank you for the anointing that's on your word. Help Pastor Josh and I speak a a due word in season that would just Mm. pierce the hearts of the listeners this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we want to honor you. We want to please you. We want to lift up the name of Jesus Mm. and see him glorified. We love you, Father. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Well, praise God. Thank you, brother. I appreciate Absolutely. that. What are we doing this morning, Josh? We are going to jump into a new series. You see the uh, information or the, the the graphic up there on your screen about possessing the promise, I like possessing it. the promises of God. We started last week um, with a lesson from Israel's history. Mm-hmm. We looked at Moses as he led the children of Israel right to the, to the entry point to the Jordan River uh, and right there where they could enter into the land of promise and we, we saw how unbelief stopped them yes. from doing that. And
1: I read the other day that that is an 11 day trip
0: Yeah, from Egypt Amazing, to the isn't promised it? land. Yeah, it is. 11 days to 40 years. That is what you don't want to do. That's exactly right. You can see <laughs> how how unbelief ends up paralyzing the plan of God Absolutely. Uh, and making things take way longer than they should. Sean, why don't you share with us just a little bit of review from last week, sure. and then we'll jump into the series that we have prepared for us. So the
1: text we kind of ended on last week was from Hebrews chapter 3. And if you remember, verse 19 is kind of where we ended. And it's verse 19 of Hebrews 3 says, So we see that because of their unbelief, they were not able to enter mm. unbelief is turning away from god mm. and his promises if you read the rest of hebrews chapter 3 god calls unbelief disobedience mm. he calls it sin and he calls it evil, evil. Yeah. and god deals with unbelief so seriously because he knows that it short circuits his power mm-hmm. and his plan in our lives unbelief hardens us against the word of god and we said uh, last week it is the opposite of faith And we're going to need faith if we're going to possess the promised land, if we're going to face giants, if we're going to overcome obstacles. And if we're going to go where God needs us to get to, where he wants to lead us, we're going to need faith. Amen. So what are we going to do about unbelief? How are we going to get rid of it? That's what we're talking about today. And it starts
0: in the mind. That's absolutely right. Uh, You know, faith is the motivator for these practical steps that we're going to unpack in this series. We've got three different things that we want to talk to you about. Not all today. Not all today, but we're going to start today with the resource of a renewed mind. Amen. Something powerful happens when our minds get renewed to the Word of God by the Spirit of God. And we're going to talk all about that today. Next week, we're going to talk about having the courage to conquer. And then we're in the third week, we're going to talk about the diligence to defend. So, the resource of a renewed mind, the courage to conquer, and the diligence to defend. These are three practical things that are required of us to step into the promise. That God has for us. These are the things that the Israelites needed to have working for them yep. in order to enter into the promised land and take over and do what God had prepared for them. Now, I want to say that we need these same three elements just as the children of Israel did yes. and, and we need them for our promised land. It's
1: still just as relevant.
0: It really is. Yeah. You know, God's made promises to you and to me. Jeremiah 29 11 is everybody's favorite refrigerator verse. You know, God has good plans to prosper us not to harm us, to give us a hope and to give us a future. Well, if, if we're going to walk in and enter into that hope and future, we're going to need to a- apply these diligent, or excuse me, these practical steps. We're going to need some diligence. We're going to need some courage and we're going to need to renew our minds. So your promised land could be a better marriage. It could be a better job. It could be better parenting. It could be greater leadership. Your promised land could be more financial resource. Uh, It could be a thousand different things that God's promised you. Regardless of what it is, I want to encourage you. Let the word strengthen you these next three weeks so that you can take these practical steps and walk into the promise that God has laid out before your life. Amen. God's looking for mature... Individuals. Yeah. He, yeah, doesn't he, want, he
1: doesn't is. want us to stay babies. Amen. He wants us to take us somewhere, but in order to get there, we're going to have to grow up a little bit. That's right. Learn to hear his voice and do what he wants us to do. And mm-hmm. he wants us to impact people. Amen. And he's going to need some mature people in order to impact people. That's a good so, point.
0: You know, the promise doesn't end with us, does it? No. The promise is always greater than just us. Ab- for sure, amen. It's all about people, guys. It's all about people. Let, let's jump into our main text today. It comes from Numbers chapter eleven. Oh, real old testament. <clears throat> We're going old school, old testament. Yeah.
1: So if you uh, have a Bible, just go to the beginning.
0: That's right. <laughs> Flip a few pages forward, you'll be there. Uh, Numbers chapter eleven. And uh, we always make jokes that this is where people's Bibles stick together. You know, we, don't, we, we normally you know, don't read a lot of devotions. When I was reading Numbers, these but,
1: verses, I was like, wow, yeah. these pages have never been touched. That's right, They're exactly.
0: Here we are. Here we are in Numbers chapter 11. I want to read to you uh, verses 4 through verse 6. And then we're going to just draw some things out of these, these few verses. Verse 4 of Numbers 11 says, Then the foreign rabble, Who were traveling with the Israelites began to crave the good things of Egypt. And the people of Israel also began to complain. Oh, for some meat, they exclaimed. We remember the fish we used to eat for free in Egypt. Mm. And we had all the cucumbers and melons, leeks, onions, and garlic that we wanted. But now our appetites are gone all we ever see is this man. manna i love the
1: nlt here oh, man it
0: really doesn't it just <laughs> like spell like it out funny. so per- yes. it is it really is all so, we ever see is this manna i'm telling you it sounds like my children when they when you know, when we make something uh, for dinner that they don't want to eat, all we have is this manna. I love
1: this list here, too. Cucumbers, mm. melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. Yeah. It's, it's very specific.
0: It's breakfast of champions, man. Remember how great
1: Egypt was, Josh? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Egypt all, was all so great. <laughs> that's right. Remember when we were slaves yeah. and we made the pyramids for that's, 400 years yeah. and they
0: beat us every day? I yeah. miss
1: that so
0: much. Wouldn't it be so great if we could just go back? I would
1: love to go back. And See, just You know, th- it was awesome.
0: This is the mindset. <laughs> that they're trying to take with them into the promised land. As Moses leads the Israelites towards the promised land, they're small thinking, they're complaining, and the influence of outsiders causes them to long to return to their slavery. Mm. It's ridiculous. Reading it, these thousands of years removed, looking back at this, for me to read this, I go, that's ridiculous, man. Who would think that way? But I'm going to tell you, it's easier to do than we think. It's easier to do than we realize.
1: These were real people. They they were completely removed from their day-to-day, comfortable, normal situation. That's right. Now they're in the desert. It's very real. They're having to totally depend on God. And they're going somewhere that God is leading them that they've never seen. And they don't really know what's going to happen. In the middle of this, they're like, I don't know if we did the right thing, guys.
0: That's right. They're pumping the brakes on Moses and Aaron. And uh, the the interesting thing to me and the thing that we want to pull out of this is that they don't have the right mindset yet to be able to to possess the promised land. They don't have the right kind of thinking yet to move in. And we see that really spelled out clearly in each verse. So I want to go through verse 4, then verse 5, then verse 6 and just pick out a few different things. Verse 4 again says, the foreign rabble who were traveling with the Israelites began to Gave the good things of Egypt and the people of Israel also began to complain. Oh, for some meat! Um, I want to point out to you that there were others who were not Israelites that actually followed the Israelites out of the land of Egypt. I read some history on this this week. Yeah,
1: this was interesting. I was yeah. like, this doesn't seem familiar. To Not
0: me. something that I remember hearing. No. Um, but there was others who were, they, they surmised that they were also slaves in the land of Egypt from other nations. And when Israel got to go free, everybody got to go free. Interesting. So there were other people who followed them out of the land, and they began to influence the nation of Israel during their journey, causing them to complain. Uh, I, I put this in my notes, and I think that it's important for us to realize there may be people in your life who are from your slavery in Egypt days and their influence in your life may try to keep you from entering into God's best. We need to learn mm. to not let our mindsets get affected by what my father would call stinking thinking <laughs> from, uh, from other people. There's folks who don't have God's perspective on your life, and they may try to talk you out of God's blessing. We need to be very careful what we allow our ears to listen to. Isn't that right? For sure. sure absolutely. Um,
1: I was thinking the scripture from 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Mm-hmm. and in the Old King James it's the be, be ye not unequally yoked yeah. and we tend to think of this verse for marriage but it's true for every relationship in our life mm-hmm. i like to read a few verses from 2 Corinthians 6 I'll start reading in verse 14
0: mm-hmm.
1: but this is talking about what do we do with those people Yeah, because um, in a lot of ways the children of Israel are a, a symbol and a sign to us of someone who is a new believer right. we're coming out of darkness to light we've made Jesus the Lord of our lives and now we're on this journey and now we've got all these people that are like, what are you doing? Come back to mm. your old way of living. Come back to your old way of thinking. Mm. Who are you to just go after the Lord like you're doing? Mm. But in 2 Corinthians 6, we see something interesting from the Apostle Paul. Verse 14 says, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. Mm. For how can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? And how can light live with darkness? Mm. What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with? With an unbeliever. Mm. Notice the language here. What union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. Yes. As God said, I will live in them, I will walk in among them, I will be their God, and they will be my people. That is what God wants for us. Amen. Verse 17. Therefore come out from among the unbelievers and separate yourselves Mm. from them, says the Lord. And I had one Thing about this, don't team up with unbelievers. How can light fellowship with darkness? How can a believer be a partner uh, with an unbeliever? Oh, that word live there. How can light live with darkness? The word fellowship where is the Greek word koinonia. Mm, so good. it's talking about an intimate connection. Yeah. We're not talking about your casual relationships. We're talking about people who have an influence mm. in your life who are trying to pull you back yes. to
0: how you once were and to a different form of thinking. This is it's interesting that you went all the way to verse 17 there because he says, come out from among them and separate yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's really exactly what the children of Israel were doing in the wilderness. The wilderness was a time of separation for them. Yes. It's where it's where the old ways of Egypt were going to get weeded out of them. Mm-hmm. And that in the process, they were going to have their minds renewed, they were going to receive from God and be able to, to take the land of promise that God had prepared for them. Amen. And I, I, I really love that you brought that scripture into it because, guys whether we like it or not, there are always going to be voices in our lives trying to convince us out of whatever it is that God has in store for us. For sure. Um, you, you, I would guarantee that you listening, if you've, if you've walked with the Lord for any length of time, you probably know this to be true, that whenever you step out in faith for something, somebody's going to have something to say about it. <laughs> Isn't that right? Yes. As soon as you begin to believe God and get vision and get fresh perspective, and God starts to do a work in your heart, man, there's going to be somebody that doesn't like that. Um, And and it's not that we stiff arm them, that we don't walk in love with them, but we find creative ways to to keep their opinions from infiltrating our thought life. I think that's one of the, the, the big things that we need to learn in this passage is that our thought life cannot afford to be influenced by the naysayers and the negativity of the world around us. And that, that goes for the news media and your social media feed too, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, that goes for all of it. Amen.
1: There, there are those friends that pull you back. That's right. Those friends and people you know, who push you forward. That's right, man. We just want to give a little bit more priority to those people who are pushing us forward, Amen. who are pushing us into the things of God, who are strengthening our faith, who Amen. when we come away from them, we're like, man, that's awesome. I want to go after God. That's right. As suppose those people that every time we're with them were like, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I don't
1: know. The giants seem big. Yeah, that's exactly The wilderness exactly right. seems vast. Let's just, let's just go back to Egypt.
0: Yeah, it was so much more comfortable there and after all.
1: Garlic and leeks.
0: Man, well, this is exactly what they start to do. Look at verse 5. We remember the fish we used to eat for free in Egypt, and we had all the cucumbers and melons and leeks. Sounds like a spa until you get to the leeks. So we had all the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the, leeks and the onions and the garlic that we wanted. Uh, I think this is so interesting that, that here in verse 5, they start to fantasize hmm. about how good it was. Good it was. Back in the olden Back days. Back in the olden days when they were slaves. I, I say this, this should have been a massive red flag.
1: Oh, for a sure. A massive
0: red flag. I, I want to share this with, with you today. You will never step into the future that God has for you if you have a lust for the past. If you have a strong desire holding you to the past, then it's impossible for us to really embrace the future that God has for us. And one thing above all that jumped out to me out of this verse, it says that they're longing here for the fish that they ate for free. Which isn't true. Which it well, of course, it's not true. But in their minds, right. we got all this fish for free. Forget that it cost us four hundred years yeah. of slavery, <laughs> slavery. But for us, it was free. They didn't charge <laughs> us at a the counter, lunch. right? Yeah. But but this this is the interesting thing, right? They are longing for the handouts that they got in Egypt, mm. the fish that was free. And here's the thing that that's, that jumped out to me: God's system of provision. And his best for you never comes with you relying on handouts. God didn't redeem you and save you and, and make you a part of his family so that you would have to nurse on the world system and that you would have to receive handouts from everything around you. In the promised land, Sean, they cultivated their own vineyards. Yes. You see, God's best for you and I, maturity in the body of Christ, is when we're able to, by faith, rise up, become the people that we're called to be, and see the provision of God, and see the work of our hands begin to prosper. It shouldn't be that they had to go back to get free fish sticks from Egypt. We got to get into the Promised Land so we can start making our own wine, and so that we can start cultivating our own vineyards. You see the, you see what I'm getting at? Yeah. There. And
1: between Egypt and the Promised Land, this wilderness experience, they're learning how to trust God.
0: That's absolutely right, man.
1: They're complaining because like we, we know we had food back there, yeah, and we hope to have food in this Promised Land. Right. But what do we do here? And mm-hmm. God's like, you're going to have to trust me. Amen. And actually, I have a solution
0: temporarily for you. That's right. And man. it's called. Manna. Manna, that's right. The unrenewed mind will not be able to possess God's best in the promised land because it views the predictability of Egypt as comfortable and superior. Mm. Now watch what they say when we get to verse 6. Sean just alluded to it. It says, Now our appetites are gone. All we ever see is this manna yeah, this all manna, we ever this darn see manna. this this stuff we don't know what it is you you remember learning that the hebrew word manna means what is, what it? is it we don't know what it is it's,
1: it's limbus bread
0: yeah <laughs> that's right all the lord of the rings people will appreciate that listen when you get to the point that the supernatural provision Daily of God, provision every single day, every day. on time When you get to the point that God's supernatural provision for you starts to irritate you, you know that you need a mindset change. You know that when manna starts to get a little uncomfortable and frustrating, when God opens doors for you, when he causes promotions and blessings to come to you, when the favor of the Lord surrounds you in unusual ways and that bugs you it's time for a mindset shift. It's time for renewing of the mind. And it tells me
1: too that they didn't value the things of God. Absolutely. Because here yeah. he is delivering this daily provision. Mm. And it tells me also that they didn't have a personal relationship with their Heavenly That's right. Father. That's right. Because it was just something he did for them mm. as opposed to seeing it as an everyday blessing. Amen. That had rules. I lo- The one rule I love about manna is they could only gather enough for that day. That's right. And that speaks to me that every day we can come into the presence of the Father mm. and get what we need from his word yes. in worship in prayer for our, for our day every day we can connect with him and every day that provision is there for us to get us through that day in the wilderness.
0: Amen. Amen. It's a daily, that's what Jesus prayed, daily bread. Yes. It's a daily reliance on the Father. And God is also trying to get them to
1: adjust to a new normal. Yeah. This is They're going from an Egypt new normal, and now they're in the wilderness. Yeah. And God is saying, here in my new normal, mm. I will provide for you. That's exactly right. And I'll right. provide for you every day, on time. You just have to go get it. They couldn't just sit in their tent and be like, oh, look, manna. Yeah. But they actually had to physically get up and go gather it and bring it in and make food for their families. And it's the same way. With God's promises in our lives, mm. it's not just to, just to sit there in faith. We have to activate. Amen. We have to go out and get it. We have to gather it up for that day. Amen. And see how the Lord provides for us.
0: And that's a that's a point back to what we talked about last week too. That faith ends up being the motivator and the thing that underpins all yes. this, st- all the stuff that we're talking about mm-hmm. today. We'll never receive the resource of a renewed mind without a spirit of faith backing it.
1: Amen. Um, it's, I'm true.
0: telling you, it's really true, man. The unrenewed mind won't be able to possess. God's best in the promised land because it never learned how to appreciate God's temporary provision Mm -hmm. in the wilderness. Exactly what you're talking about. When we get apathetic towards the supernatural provision of God, we're starting to slip into some uh, unrenewed thinking. Now we need to forge on ahead here. Um, Let's talk about the renewed mind what, what does it mean to renew our minds? What does it mean to have a renewed mind? And what kind of resource does that create for us as believers? Uh, I have the notes here that a mind which has been renewed is simply a mind that thinks like God thinks. I that's good. Right? That is good. It, it, the renewed mind has been recreated by the Word of God and by the Spirit of God mm-hmm. so that it not only thinks different thoughts, but it actually has a different quality and way of thinking. Amen. Amen. God doesn't just want to change what you think. He wants to change how and why we think it in order that we might think like him. Because here's the deal. When we think like God, everything begins to dramatically shift in our lives. Under the influence of God's word and God's spirit, the renewed mind, my mind, which used to think old ways, used to think in a certain pattern, now is thinking like God. uh, That becomes a resource center. That becomes a storehouse of revelation. That becomes a place God begins to deposit his wisdom into our renewed mind. And it it literally causes us to change our behavior, causes us to change the decisions we make, how we interact with people. Uh, Literally everything in our life can begin to turn around.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you're thinking the way God wants you to think mm-hmm. and you hear his voice, it's real easy for you to obey. Yeah. Because you're already in that mode. Mm-hmm. And then he speaks and you're like, oh, that's that's no problem. Amen. But when we don't have a renewed mind and we hear his voice, now our mind and his voice are in conflict with each other. Yeah. And we're like, was that really God? Oh, come on, man. I'm not sure if we should do that. That's um, excellent, bro. I've got a scripture here. This is Romans chapter 12. Mm, yeah, uh, Romans chapter 12. We're just going to read verse 1 and 2 here. It says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, Mm. the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way Mm. to worship him. In verse 2, Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but, Mm. here it is again, God loves big butts. Big butts but in the Bible. Yeah. let God transform you mm. into a new person, watch this, by changing the way you think. Amen. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Man, praise God. Let God transform you by changing the way you think. Mm. He wants to change you from the inside out, and it starts with your mind, with mm-hmm. your thinking. That word, um, transform there, Josh, but let God transform you. Mm. I wrote it down. Transform is the Greek word metamorpho. Mm. And you hear that English word in there, metamorphosis. And that's exactly where we get this word from. Metamorpho means to change from one form to another. Mm. And it's not a little change. This word in the Greek paints a picture of a complete overhaul. Amen. Total renovation. Mm. Complete change for the better.
0: That's and that is so important for us to remember because it's not simply it's not simply taking my current mind and just trying to force myself to think better thoughts. it's not a little shift. No, it's not a shift, and it's not a whitewashing. It's a total overhaul. Like you said, I love that from that definition, man. That's powerful.
1: I don't know about you. When I hear the word metamorphosis, I think of the butterfly. Absolutely. And we don't, you don't uh, don't see a caterpillar and see a butterfly and think, oh, that's the same creature. Right. It is completely different. Amen. And that is the word the Apostle Paul here uses by the direction of the Holy Spirit to talk Mm. about what happens to us when we Begin to renew our mind. It begins mm. to transform us yes.
0: uh, from the inside out. And I think it's really important to point out here, too, that the activity of our mind being renewed is a cooperative work yes. of God's Word and His Spirit. That's good. It's, it's literally an act of His grace. You can't renew your own mind. If you could, you wouldn't need God's Spirit and you wouldn't need God's Word it's when we begin to fellowship with him because mm. remember we said that the, the people and the children of Israel the, the folks in the wilderness didn't have a personal relationship yeah. with God they couldn't benefit from having a renewed mind the way that we can I can receive from the Spirit of God by spending time in his word in worship in prayer I can get close to the Lord and as a result praise God I'm going to receive a renewed mind my mind is going to be overhauled by the word of God and by the spirit of god um go ahead go ahead man you got something to add to that there
1: i looked up this definition for metamorphosis like our current english definition yeah yeah. the definition of metamorphosis is the process of transformation from an immature form Mm. to an adult form Mm -hmm. in several distinct phases wow a change of the form or nature of a thing or a person into a completely different one by natural or supernatural. Means. Wow, man, that's bad. And that is not man. a biblical definition. That's powerful. That's like Merriam-Webster.
0: That's awesome. Well, sometimes the dictionary really gets it right, doesn't it? I, you know, this is this is perfect because it's something that came up in my heart as I was studying this this week is this idea that I'd never really thought of or heard preached, but it, it came out in my heart that is that mind renewal is God's ultimate apprenticeship yes. for us as Christians, and it so goes along with that definition you just gave. Uh, Think about this idea of an apprenticeship for a second. An apprenticeship is a system of training a new generation of practitioners of a trade or profession with on-the-job training and often some accompanying study. Let's imagine for a second that Sean here wanted to become a master craftsman. What would he have to do to do that? He would have to find a master craftsman who was already established, a great woodworker. Maybe he's an older gentleman in his 80s, and he's, all he's ever done is worked with wood. And Sean says, I want to learn your trade. I want to be like you. So what does the master craftsman do? He invites Sean to come into his shop and he says, we're going to work together. I'm going to build this and you're going to help me. And over the course of time, as you spend time with the master craftsman, he begins to teach you and train you and show you. The metamorphosis begins to happen. It's a process. It doesn't happen in one snap second. But over time, the craftsman begins to instill all of his wisdom. He teaches his methods, his creativity, his process. All get get deposited in the mind of the apprentice. He teaches vision. He teaches this young apprentice how to look at a lump of wood and see a table in it. You see, one of the things that happens as our minds get renewed is that we begin to benefit from God's perspective. We begin to see the world the way He sees it. Our yes. thoughts get totally recalibrated. We yes. get repositioned for success. And the, the, what happens is... Jesus invites us to become co laborers with him, just like the master apprentice invites the young, or the master craftsman invites the young apprentice in, says, I'm going to teach you how to do this. Right when you're getting ready to cut something and it's going to be a little bit off, he's going to step in and say, No, 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 cut it this way. Do it this way. Let me show you, let me teach you how to be who I've called you to be.
1: And that's why he says here in, uh, in verse two, then you will learn to know God's will yes, for you. Yes, amen. Uh, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And as I was studying this last night, the Lord said to me, first stage, learn that I, oh man, I'm not going to really get through it. <laughs> learn, uh, <laughs> learn that I am a good father. Amen. That's the good part. Second stage, what does he say? When pleasing, learn that I am pleased with you mm, as a God. son. And then the third stage, the perfect stage uh, I can walk in the perfect path that God has for me. Amen. Hand in hand. Oh, we're almost there. He leads me where He wants me to go. That's right. When I know He's a good Father. Amen. When I know He's well pleased with me. And Amen. that I can just walk in that perfect path. Yes. When I renew my mind, all that begins to become so obvious mm. in my life. Praise
0: God. Amen. See, this is what happens, guys, when we walk closely with the Lord. He takes us under His wing like the master training the apprentice. He begins to reformat the way we think and takes us through that process that Sean just described. We co-labor with Jesus and we get to take part in what God has in store for us. Our faith rises up and we move into this promised land. Yes. We move into the better marriage. We move into the job promotion. We move in to being better parents. We move into all these promises God has for us and we're able to actually live in them because in the Process of walking with God, he's renewed the way we think. Amen. He's changed our mind. Guys, we're not going to be able to step into the future that God has for us if we hold on to the ways that we used to think. Yes. And I want to challenge you today. You may have to shed some stuff. You may have to let go of some stinking thinking, as we talked about at the beginning. You may have to let go of some old paradigms and some old methods of doing things. Let the Lord show you who you need to be. Hmm. Let him train you. Let the spirit of God come and do an overhaul yes. on your thinking. Because as you do that, you're going to step into the promise of God. And I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be a whole lot better than you even thought that it could be. Just like Sean said, it's going to be good. It's going to be acceptable. It's going to be perfect. God's will for your life and for my life is flawless. What he has in store for you is better than you working for 10,000 years to try to uh, to try to accumulate. Amen.
1: Amen. Can I just say one more thing? Please, at yeah. End of my notes, yeah. That word metamorphosis, metamorpho, the first time it's used in the New Testament, mm. when Jesus goes up with the disciples to the Mount of Transfiguration. Wow. That and that word metamorpho is when it says Jesus was transfigured in front of their eyes. Wow. And remember, Peter's like, "We need to do something. We need to build a tent. I yeah. don't know what's going on." Yeah. And it's interesting because in that moment when Jesus was metamorphosed, they saw him for who he truly was. That's right the King of glory. And that's why they were so overwhelmed. Mm. And that's what happens when we begin this transformation process. We begin to find out who we really are in Him. And people begin to see who we really are. In Christ, Amen. and then we can begin to affect them and their lives that's right. in the way God wants us to.
0: That's right. That's when the promise really begins to 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 be seen in our lives, yes. not just to us, but to the world that's Absolutely. around us. Transformation is always worth it. Amen, man. And then you know what? This is our this is the vision God gave us for this year as a church, as a transformation of life. How's the transformation going to start? It's going to start as we allow the Word of God and the Spirit of God to reformat and renew our minds. Guys, we could ta- Sean and I could sit here and talk for the next five hours about this subject. Because, listen, the Bible has so much to say about it but we can't do that to you this morning. So I want to pray for you. I want you to gather your family close together. If you're sitting with them on the couch, let's bow our heads together and just have a moment of prayer. Father, in Jesus name, I thank you today for those who are watching. I thank you for the challenge of your word, the challenge that your word has presented us with today, that we have an opportunity today, God, to rise out of our comfort, to rise out of the predictability, to to rise out of everything that we've ever known to be normal in the past. We've been given a great opportunity to have our minds renewed by your word and by your spirit. So Father, I pray for those watching today that they would rise to meet the challenge that the word has presented them today. That our faith would rise up on the inside. That we would say, God, we want to be the people that you've called us to be. So Holy Spirit, we ask you to help us. Help this word to take root in our hearts. God, cause us to be the people you've called us to be and to step into the promise that you have prepared for us. Give us the strength and the grace and the courage to possess the promise today, Father. We ask these things in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Listen, next week, We're going to be back here talking to you about having the courage to conquer. Once your mind is renewed, you're going to face some giants in the land. You're going to face some walled cities. But God has given you everything that you need. So we'll see you back here next week on Virtual Church. This is Sean and Josh reminding you that we We Jesus loves loves you. you. We We love love you and your life counts. We hope that this message inspired you and filled your heart with faith. If you would like to visit our church... Check out www.highcountrychristian.com for service times and location information. Thanks again for listening to this audio presentation from High Country Christian Church, where Jesus loves you, we love you, and your life counts.